welcome back it's sarah it's liana and welcome back to girl we should what the fuck is our title i don't even know anymore it's been so long <laughs> girl, girl we should talk to someone we should talk to someone so we took a little bit of a hiatus yeah it's been quite some time since we like months months we kind of just had a fun girl summer <laughs> i didn't want to say hot girl summer because it wasn't exactly that but it was a fun girl summer what's we had a, i'd say we had a hot i don't know what a hot girl <laughs> summer is we had fun yeah we just had a good summer we kind of wanted to focus on seeing our friends seeing our family just living life and Mm -hmm. as much as we do love doing this and this is part of our life we kind of were just in being outside every single day like we barely were home yeah like every weeknight we were doing stuff Mm -hmm. and now that fall is kind of set in i'm like oh i can't i can't do that anymore i can't like do a tuesday night dinner out downtown with at the art gallery and like but that was fun while it lasted. Yeah, exactly. Um, so before we get into today's topic, why don't we go back to our usual roots and do our Rose and Thorn of the Week. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good one. You know what? I don't, it not necessarily happened this week, but it happened in the last couple weeks. But my Rose is finding a new condo to Ooh, live in. Exciting. Yeah, so we'll be moving in a week and a bit. So lots of packing to do, but really exciting. Yeah, it's a nice change. Especially because it's like a new season, new condo. It's going to be good timing. Yeah, I'm excited to like redecorate a little bit and just have like a fresh new space. Yeah, change of scenery. What's your rose? My rose, probably the weather. I'm definitely more of a fall person than I am a summer person. I love summer and the energy it brings, but for me, fall is just more calming in totally. a way. Like when I go for walks, I just feel more at ease in this weather than I did in the summer. So yeah. I like it a lot more. It's perfect weather right now where it's like a light jacket. Yeah, it's going to get shit soon, but like yeah. you got to enjoy while it lasts. You got like, what, four weeks of it and then it's gone? Pretty much. <laughs> Maybe four weeks. Who knows what October will bring. What about a thorn? thorn okay you go first i'm gonna think (laughs) i guess my thorn is it's not really a thorn but it's like because i work in post-secondary education september is a really busy month because Mm. everyone's going back to school and the semester starts so i'm glad in the summer when things weren't as busy at work I was taking advantage of having like a little bit of a slower day and Mm -hmm. not like packing everything in from like the moment I wake up till the moment work is done. Now that's sort of what I'm doing. And I, I know in past summers, I've kind of felt guilty being like, oh, I should take on a new project or like do something to fill all this time. And it wasn't like I had so much time. It was just that I was so used to doing stuff like constantly, like from like one project to the next with no downtime. So I'm glad I took advantage of that this summer, but I'm also sort of like trying to ease myself back into a more stressful work day. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think actually work is part of my thorn as well because similar to us, like we get really busy around this time, but I think this week was like that one dead week before the crazy. I had zero motivation to do any work this week. Like I swear the days just dragged on and on. And when you're working from home, it's so hard to get motivated because at the office you'd have like coworkers come up to you or you see people working. You're like, oh, I should do that. When you're yeah. home, it's like, 
no one's watching me, but I'm just going to sit at this desk as if people are, but I'm just not going to do anything and just aimlessly sit here and read my emails. And it's just brutal when you have, when you're not that busy working from home, I swear it's like a slow death mentally. It can be. Yeah, it totally can be. You feel guilty if you like, mm-hmm. don't, like you can't leave. You, you can't. Okay, my work, they monitor when I'm online. So okay. like, I, I actually can't leave. Or if I do, I have to like, constantly be on my phone to make a look him online so it's just that's too much stress yeah but that's true it's not the same I, I i'm not gonna lie i've taken a few extended lunch breaks like at home sense or like yeah same. on a long or walk or something but you I'll know like make up l- for it now yeah i like make lunch while i'm online then go on my lunch after and be offline so well you gotta play games where you work <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all i'm thinking i really mastered it um so today's topic, it's actually a good timing for it because I feel like we've been talking about feeling socially burned out a lot because of how crazy the summer was. I remember we were talking like last week, I was like, oh, I want something on Thursday. And you were like, I have plans Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. So like, <laughs> no, I can't do anything Wednesday and Thursday. Whereas I feel like normally we'd be like, sure, like you'd say yes to it. But now we've realized, I think with the pandemic, you need those days to yourself so you don't burn out. I'm kind of struggling with this weird thing now where I got so used to that, like saying yes to things Mm -hmm. or like Tuesday night, Wednesday night, sure, like make big plans and do fun things. But now I'm like realizing that's not sustainable. But my mind is telling me like, oh my God, you're so boring. You don't do anything with your life. And like realistically, it's only been like a week and a half of just having like a slower work week in terms of like not doing something every night. But, like, I'm battling this thing of, like, me trying to convince myself that I'm still, like, a fun and have fun person, have a fun life, even though I'm not busy doing stuff all the time. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a weird transition that we've had since, like, before the pandemic where we just constantly said yes, yes, yes. And now we're, like, I'm going to say no and no is okay. Like, no doesn't mean I'm not having fun. It just means I am doing my own thing. Yeah, exactly. So getting more into the topic of burnout. So this topic kind of also came from a book that Sarah lent to me and Sarah also read. What's it called exactly? It's called Burnout, The Secret (laughs) to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagowski and Amelia Nagowski. Yeah, so highly recommend the book. I didn't find it like super, like it wasn't anything new to me, but it was also, it was good reminders. I think it was things that you you knew, but you didn't always think about. So the book was like healthy reminders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this Mm -hmm. makes sense. This is what I do. I felt the same way like I'm in a book club at my work and this was one of the books we read and it's like a book club full of like very academic people professors um like deans whoever they are at the college and everyone was like oh I really liked this but yeah I didn't take anything new from it but it's it's interesting like just a reminder of these things that we already know is enough to like change the way we look at things mm-hmm. it definitely did like when I read it I felt really like motivated that week and I was like felt like understood and it just it felt it, it was it was a good book to read I think in that sense mm-hmm. so Sarah what is burnout to you what is your definition burnout to me is when everything in your life even the good things that you normally would always find fun and exciting feel like shit <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that <laughs> I thought you were gonna go in long you're like feels like shit <laughs> Like, that's exactly how it feels for me. Yeah, like nothing. It's like when someone messes you, how are you? You're like, fuck off. Like, you just don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, your normal, like, social patterns don't serve you. Yeah. You can't, like, keep up with things because you're just, like, 
feeling like you're pulled in a thousand directions. Food doesn't taste good. I've had that before where like nothing I cook is like good. I'm like, I hate everything. Everything sucks. Everything yeah. is shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way. What, do you have a more intellectual way of saying it? <laughs> no. I think mine is just this feeling of being drained emotionally, physically, mentally, psychologically. I don't know. Every physiological, everything is just drained from me. Like, you're like an amoeba. You're just like, I know when I'm burnt out, when I just need to like lie in bed. Yeah. And like aimlessly like watch like Riverdale or something that I don't have to like really pay attention to and just comatose. Oh, I've watched Riverdale in a while. I just remembered. I fell asleep to it last night. It's that good. <laughs> oh, really? I was like, is there a new episode? What the hell? There's like seven. Oh, I need to watch. Okay. <laughs> That'll be tomorrow's plans. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I think those are good ways to say burnout. In the book, they, they describe it pretty similar, like saying emotional exhaustion, depersonalization. So like no longer feeling empathy, care, or compassion, which is That's a big huge. one. Yeah, because I feel like, like when people say, how are you? I'm like, fuck, like I don't want to answer. I don't want to know how you are. Like I feel the sense of like, I hate you and I might like you, but... It's like when someone tells you about something challenging in their life and you're kind of like, suck it up, like, fuck off. Like, I, first of all, don't tell me. And second of all, you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Relax. I had it like at work where like everyone at work just pisses you off and you start being short and rude in meetings and everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. You're just really annoying me. And it's like, oh shit. Like I normally wouldn't be like this, but <laughs> I just don't want to deal with you. And then the last thing they say is a decreased sense of accomplishment. So I think yeah. this is like a big thing for like burnout within your work. Like you feel like nothing you do makes a difference or your your position isn't really worth anything. And I think even life too. Like I think when I get burned out, I'm like, what is my life? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Like what am I, like I always mm-hmm. think, and I remember like I always think like, just like what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like why am I living? Why am I here? Like, I mean, it all goes like hand in hand. Yeah. So what are some, so one of the key triggers, triggers, I said triggers, (laughs) one of the key triggers for burnout, of course, is stress, which is like the biggest trigger. So how often do you feel stressed? (laughs) I hate people asking. Kind of a loaded question. I know. (laughs) Because I feel like when I notice I'm stressed, it's like I've already been, like say stress is like a level zero to 10. Yeah. When I start noticing my stress like coming out physically, I'm like, oh, I'm already at like a six. Like I don't mm-hmm. notice like those first precursors of stress a lot. I do feel like I'm I'm stressed quite Off- often. Yeah. I think it's normal. I remember I went to the doctor or no, I was at the shopper's drug mart and I was getting medication and it was for like sleep or something. He's like, are you stressed? I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Who's not stressed right now? Like, how do you even ask someone, are you stressed? Every single human being walking the face of earth is stressed in some way. It's like, you're also, your life would probably be pretty pointless if you were never yeah. stressed. Because stress can be good. I've like read things about how stress can... Healthy stress and a, yeah. a good amount of stress is what like pushes us to be better and do yeah. more. I think for me, it's like, when I feel stressed to the point of burnout, it's like the stress is overcoming my natural way of thinking. I'm not thinking logically anymore. I'm just thinking like negative, negative, negative. So the stress is overtaking. That's what my therapist calls like thinking with your emotions. Oh. And I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) That's most times. (laughs) This is actually, this is off topic, but do you like to feel stressed like sometimes? Uh, I I am the kind of person that needs a little bit of stress to get Mm -hmm. things done. I agree. Not stress as in like, oh my God, am I going to get it done? It's just like, okay, like 
I need to get it done by this deadline or I know I'll feel better if I have this done by tomorrow night. Like it's hard though, because I think in the pandemic I got used to like, other than my job having deadlines, like I had no other stresses in life. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, you were stressed about getting sick, but like you really like, I know all of our friends and family like really didn't do anything that would expose you to getting sick other than like the grocery store. But like, that was the only stress was like, maybe catching covid if you were like didn't wash your hands properly after the grocery store Mm -hmm. or like work stress like i i feel like everything else kind of like took a back seat and then i think when everything started like opening up again and i know we probably talk about covid all the time but like all those stresses came back and like those that social anxiety stress like Mm -hmm. relationship stress all these things that were like kind of on the back burner for a while yeah no for sure i agree with that and I remember feeling like, oh my God, I got my whole life. Like I was like, had started therapy. I'm like, everything's under control. I feel so amazing. <laughs> and then like, obviously life doesn't stay that way. And I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I find it's like, I get used to feeling like comfortable in my current stress level. Yeah. And then when something kind of changes it, I like, I can't handle that change like I'm not good at rolling with new things interesting so I feel like we're opposite that way because I can definitely handle things being thrown at me not always in the healthiest way but I can still handle it sometimes I can freak out but like when things just suddenly change some people just freak out and can't handle that stress whereas like me for example like I've had a lot of things in life that just kind of came out of nowhere and I'm like what the fuck do I do with this like how Mm -hmm. do you and then you just adjust and deal with the stress but I agree. Like, I think you came comfortable to that certain amount of stress during the pandemic. Then when everything started opening up, it was like a new level of stress came on. And I'm the kind of person who also, like, I kind of need stress to function a little bit. Like, at work especially, like, I need to be stressed out or else I won't get my shit done. Okay. <laughs> I just, like, I, I work better under pressure, I think. Also, my yeah. job is, like, more... You have to have a little bit of pressure. You need to have pressure, yeah. If I don't have pressure, it's like yesterday I slept all day. Like, I literally laid in bed and didn't do shit. I'm going to report you to <laughs> HR. I had I masterfully have found a way I to keep my finger. Just, I thought you were just going to say, I was in bed all day. I masterfully no, all day. No. I so, masterfully, <laughs> masterfully found a way to, like, lay on my bed and, like, close my eyes, like, keep my hand on the computer. Okay. So I'm, like, online, but... I'm just chilling. Okay. You gotta get a fan and it like moves your mouth. I've seen those on like TikTok or Instagram or something. Yeah, I'll get there. Give me next wave of pandemic. I'll find the fan. Don't say those words. (laughs) So what are some ways that you cope with stress? Exercise is like, Mm, as much as I like don't want to do it when I'm stressed, like as soon as I do it, I'm like, oh my God, I feel a thousand percent better. Like any kind of thing, whether it's like a quick 10 minute, like quick little class on YouTube or like a run or a walk or whatever it is like that's a hundred percent also like getting one thing done off my checklist if I feel I have like a hundred things I need to do getting a few done even if they're like quick things to do kind of helps me to feel like I'm gonna get over the hump of all these things so you sound like the kind of person who when you're stressed you go into action hundred percent so it's like, I'm stressed, work out. It's going to help me. 100%. I'm stressed, go for a walk. It's going to help me. See, I don't, I freeze. So I hibernate. I, oh, I thought you're the girl that adapts well to change. <laughs> no, <laughs> in my head, I adapt well, I think it through. 
it's yeah I'm totally contradicting myself no like I can handle stress mentally but I don't react by going for like that's not how I deal with it my idea on stress is thinking about why I'm stressed and thinking about it deeply and t- I tend to go read a book what or is, watch TV. What is there to think about? Like, you're I mean, stressed. it depends on the top. I don't know. It depends on what the stress is. I feel like that's, like, that would send me into, like, a spiral. Yeah, I mean, it's always healthy. I'm kidding. I'm, a, I'm 100% a doer. Like, as soon as a problem comes up, I'm not, like, sometimes even when, when my friends bring things to me, I'm, like, I need to be there and, like, listen to you and talk you through it. But, like, right away, I'm, like, thinking of solutions. And I know when, like, sometimes, like, when... I say something to someone and I'm not looking for a solution and they come to me with solutions. I'm like, no, I'm just looking to like kind of talk this through. It's annoying, but that's where my brain goes first thing. Okay. Yeah. I think like, so exercise is definitely my therapist always told me like go for a walk, but I'm like, when I'm really that stressed out, I just want to like kind of Of, hibernate. Of course you want to hibernate. Like I do too. Yeah. But it's like, I know like this feeling will get worse if I just lie in bed. Yeah. See, I think it with my it helps me a little bit. Like hibernation, like I kind of need to block myself off from everyone. I need to like detox the world and then I will get, overcome the stress. That's kind of how I mean, maybe it's not the healthiest way, but it does work for me like when I'm really stressed out, I need to just like like yesterday I felt the same. I was like super stressed for no reason and then I just had a quiet night, didn't text people, like watched I, a movie, I get that. yeah, and that or like, and I read a book, like that helped me de-stress. Like I, ha- I can't have any physical or communication. Like I need to be away from people. No, I get, I get that. I get that way sometimes too, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, like say if I'm like, I've been like staying with my parents a bit lately because they live close to my work, and sometimes I get oh. home from work and I'm just like. I got, so I was staying there taking care of our family cat for like two and a half weeks while they were both gone on vacation. And yeah, I was excited for them to come home. But like I had gotten used to like this nice, quiet condo. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I wanted to have people over, I could choose when and how. And that now when I ever go over after work, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to need everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I cannot. That's why I cannot live at home. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone handles, like, stress. Like, I think some people are more prone to action when they're stressed. Like, they need to do the things that will help alleviate, like, breathing, exercising. Um, breathing? The, I never do. <laughs> I think breathing's, like, my natural reaction when I'm, like, anxious. Like, I just breathe a lot. Like, I'm just, like... <sighs> like, like hyperventilate? Or yeah, like, like, I hyperventilate. But that's when it's, like, to the next level of stress. Like, normal stress is just... I kind of just need to, like, hibernate, I think. I get that. I get that. Get lost in a book or in a TV show. That's kind of my best ways. Like, I have to get my mind distracted completely. That's how I feel when I'm, like, I need to, like, lie in bed and, like, not talk to anyone. And, like, mm-hmm. watch something, like, really stupid, like, a rom-com I've seen a hundred times and just yeah. be, Yeah. Like, in that person's world. Yeah. But, okay, I, I need to say this because my therapist is constantly asking me to fucking journal. <laughs> and, like, every time she men- men- mentions it, I'm, like yeah like I'll give it a shot yeah yeah 100% like I cannot and people are like Uh, I wake up in the morning and I do my morning pages which is like writing about however you feel when you first get up I'm like I get up in the morning I'm like rushing to get ready I'm like making a coffee getting out of my of my house as fast as possible like who's writing morning pages no morning people I'm not a morning person so I can't do that no journaling like I bought two books for guided journals super excited about it have I tried it yet no 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 in my head, it sounds like a great idea. Like, I love Same. I love writing. I love creative 
flow of thoughts, but I haven't picked them up yet. Maybe it's just like a habit thing too. Yeah, I think I have to really push yourself to get into it. Like it's not something that comes easy. Like therapy, it doesn't come easy to push yourself to do therapy and then it becomes like a norm. So I think it's the same thing with journaling. Okay, so I know we talk about these things a lot in our normal lives, but... We have normal lives. (laughs) In our normal lives. In our regular lives. What are some things that are kind of like societal norms so like other people wouldn't think or find them stressful that you it just grinds your gears hmm so many things i have one (laughs) okay you go i don't know if this is a normal thing but i think it is it's because i don't know a lot of people are this way like people that are negative about everything in their lives yeah absolutely like everything is the end it of the bur- world it burns you out because you're constantly around that person and if you're hearing their thoughts they start to like you start to internalize them and then it'll burn you out by yes. being around, like that person will burn you out like i've had that and i've cut those friends out like carrots in half and you're like <laughs> <laughs> horrible metaphor let's try that again <laughs> you know what I mean? so we're keeping that <laughs> i was like cutting vegetables earlier today so i'm like picturing <laughs> cutting asparagus and like cutting the friend out of my life it's like either does it either does that where you're like you become negative by being with them or i find like i don't know this is maybe just my internalization i become like extremely resentful of that person Mm -hmm. and everything they do even if they're being like positive oh yeah you're like i hate you you're being so fucking negative like (laughs) yeah and that's when you know it's not a healthy relationship it's just, I don't know. I guess people that are, like, in that hole of negativity don't... Do people... Do they realize they're being negative? I think, like, the thing is, like, everyone can be negative. Like, I've definitely been that negative person, but it... When it's about everything, though. Yeah, when it's about everything all the time. Like, no, they don't realize it. Because I've had friend, a, f- a friend. <laughs> carrots? <laughs> carrots. Let's say carrots. My friend, the carrot, who I've told straight up, you are negative AF all the time. And they just don't get it. Hmm. So you just gotta say goodbye. Okay, what about you? What are some like normal-ish things that make you go crazy? Like burn me out? Or burn you out, stress you out? <sighs> I think general expectations of women, I feel like that's such a broad thing and it's such a big topic. I don't wanna get too much into it. We could talk for hours, but like the main ones is like body image, like, mm-hmm. I've been feeling like when people say like just like social media in general also social media it definitely does but I'm getting off topic now but like just seeing perceptions of women like you should have a boyfriend you should be married at this age or have kids at this age or you should be fit and exercise you need to have a curvy figure like hourglass like even though you don't hear those things all the time they're still ingrained in my head all the time and those burn me out because I'm like I'm never gonna meet those expectations and I know that Mm -hmm. I'm well aware of that but they still will sometimes get to me and I burn out easily. Do you find that like there's one of those like expectations that hits you the hardest? Dating. <laughs> I can like laughing because I know you thought I was going to say that. I hate all the single girls out there. I freaking hate the stress of being of just not even dating but like people asking like oh you're single like I have a friend I can find a friend it's like it doesn't mean I need someone right now it just means I'm single but like I've noticed it more and I was like we were talking about like two weeks ago like as I'm getting older I'm like that stress is like hitting me more I'm like fuck I'm almost 30 and I'm still Mm. single like that's fine like part of me is like that's totally fine another part of me is like oh shit what am I gonna do like I gotta get my shit together and like start putting myself out there but then that burns me out 
Online dating is a no-go. Burns me out. Do you think that it's because a lot of people around you are in relationships? Or is it just like a, a general time thing? Like we're approaching 30 in the next few years? I think both. Because all my good friends are in relationships. And I'm always like the seventh, eighth wheel. You're like a great third, fourth, fifth wheel. No, and the thing is, I think I've always been that extra wheel and I've never had an issue with it. No one's ever said, you're weird. Like, I've never been that person. You're not weird when you're hanging out. But we were making plans to go to, I feel like this is why you're asking me this. No, it's not. (laughs) You had in our our notes dating culture, so I was trying to pull on that. Um, (laughs) We were making plans with our friends to go to a spa in Quebec or something. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be like three couples and me. And then within like, and I was like, first I was like, yeah, sounds so fun. And then like, I thought about it for like a few hours in a day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell them like, I don't want to go. Not because I don't, like, I just don't want to be there. But like, there was no reason. Like I couldn't, I felt bad. So I was like, I don't want to say like, it's because of you guys or because of this. It's just like, I just felt like I out of place but like not at the same time because you're all my friends but then there was that pressure like and I was feeling burned out by the thought of going to this trip so I was like I'm then just that's not a sign, gonna, like not to go and yeah. I was like I'm not gonna go because I'm gonna overthink it to the point where I'm gonna be like even though I know I'll have a good time but still like there's that back thought it's interesting because like okay if if I was to explain to a complete stranger like okay <laughs> three couples and one girl are going to a spa getaway weekend they'd be like what like why is like that's a weird grouping but because we're all like university friends like it doesn't feel to me I understand 100% where you're coming yeah. from I would feel the same way but like at first thought I'm just like oh we're just like a group of like friends that like yeah. know each other from university plus like a girlfriend Some of us or two. like happened to date and but then you like really think about it you're like okay no 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 I understand this is seems more like a couple's retreat yeah I think it depends on what you're doing because like we always go to dinner together and I'm whatever I totally don't care but go to the bar I'm like whatever I don't yeah. like none of those things even phase me like any event doesn't phase me but I was like a spa retreat I don't think we're going so phases you're, me. In, you're in you're in <laughs> like certain things so yeah that dating life is a burnout for sure that's why I just don't date that's the response see I hibernate <laughs> so I have a friend <laughs> I actually don't I know you don't you've tried I've tried. No one has. Everyone's tried with their friends. Just everyone right now have friends. What is that supposed to mean? Like no friends have worked. <laughs> let's talk dating culture next episode. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. I feel like there's a lot to say. Okay. When, going back to this book that we read, one of the main things that I know that I took from it, because I feel like I've come to understand myself as a people pleaser, um, was this idea of the human giver syndrome. Mm-hmm. And in the book, they describe it as basically just like putting yourself last, giving to everyone before you ever give or think about your own needs and that you have this moral obligation to give your humanity and your gifts and your talents or whatever you have to give to other people. And they often, like it often kind of falls on women to be mm-hmm. this human giver. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Like, like a motherly figure is on yeah. that day giver like woman in the kitchen being a wife like taking care of the home yeah like, like all auto- of these stereotypes even now like becoming a wife we automatically have that human giver syndrome ingrained in the role of being a wife mm-hmm. and it's like yeah a lot has changed but still there there's still these underlying things of yeah even in the workplace where it's like okay like 
you should like volunteer your time for this even though like you don't want to and you shouldn't have to because you want it to like look good that you're constantly giving and giving and giving and whenever everyone asks you like oh like thank you so much like I'm so sorry you're just like no problem it wasn't a big deal Mm -hmm. but inside you're like no that was a big deal and I feel like I'm not being thanked for things but you don't ever like vocalize that yeah you're not being like it's almost like you're not being true to yourself and your core by Mm -hmm. being that human giver syndrome because like I see it at work too sometimes I'm like no problem like but that actually does bother me and like I know my like I know what's right and what's wrong and sometimes though it's hard to decipher yeah like it's very hard to know sometimes you have to just let it go and be like sure but I think like with the roles as like as a woman especially it sometimes makes us lose what our core values are that we think of ourselves because we constantly think we have to keep giving and giving to the man in our life or the other partner in our life or your kids or kids your your extended family your parents like and then you automatically burn out like I know lots of friends who they constantly do things for their family and then it's just like they're done yeah but do you just not do those things like it's hard to I think it's like a lot like you said about values like okay if you value family time it's like okay maybe you'll go out of your way to make time for your family to be together and, Mm -hmm. and share memories and things like that but it's also like I've learned this like I you can delegate things in your life like you don't have to do everything even though you can yeah you need to put yourself first that's what everyone always says Mm -hmm. it's hard to do it's 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 for me the hardest like in the workplace because I I don't want to look like I'm being stubborn and that I'm not open to opportunity but at the same time be realistic about what time I have so with all those things about like having to give yourself like we kind of touched on ways like putting yourself first and setting boundaries what are other ways that help you cope with a sense of burnout and overwhelming stress I think just like being candid and telling someone how you feel is important Mm -hmm. and also understanding that you're probably not the only person that's feeling this way Mm, that's a big one because I think yeah, there's a lot to say about that because when you're in that burnout, you just think you're the only one burned out. You you kind of put yourself first, which is great, but you're not realizing the person's feelings in that moment sometimes. And you're taking out your own stress on that person, which is not always the right thing to do. Yeah, I find like with any kind of like mental health things, if you get in deep into like depression, anxiety, anything like that, you kind of lose sense of shared humanity Mm -hmm. and you become it's a coping mechanism and it it works in some ways to come become kind of selfish to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. but at the same time we lose sense that like other people are suffering and that other people have things going on in their own lives and that the world is not just about you and your suffering yeah it's a fine balance like yeah, it's, it's hard because you're constantly told in society at one moment to give yourself and be this person for everyone else. Then, now with modern day, we're told, put yourself first. Think of yourself. What do you want? What do you need? So, like, how do you navigate that? I think a lot of those things, like, are kind of, like, loaded and empty things to say to people. Like, it's kind of like, oh, you can do anything you want. It's like... But you can't. You can't. Like, you can do anything you you can do in terms of your financial means, your social means, whatever. You can't do anything you want. Like, I can't go tomorrow and and go in a spaceship and go up to the moon. Like, 
I find like those things like advocate for yourself like yeah those are concrete things to say but saying like look out for yourself first it's like not every moment in life is about you that's yeah exactly it's like the sense of like you know how you have that desire sometimes to like move countries and you just want to like change cities but then you're also like but all these people in my life like how are they gonna feel if I just leave them and yeah go somewhere else like I just think about like my mom and like she would just be like ruined if I just like left the country and went somewhere else like it's hard though because if it's like about your own personal growth like people also need to understand that you're not going to make every decision based on how other people are going to react right yeah like obviously your mom would be upset but like if this was something that was going to better your life I would hope that she would be happy for you yeah it's true yeah it's like navigating that is complicated yeah it's also I've been reading about this like post-pandemic itch that people are getting now to like make big changes in life whether Mm -hmm. it's like moving changing jobs like people are interested in shaking life up right now because we haven't been able to for so long that people are often like making choices kind of irrationally Mm -hmm. um just to feel something different yeah i've done that like in small scale i've gone shopping and bought something i'm like "Mm, didn't need this yeah (laughs) like on a large scale I'm going to go to Cuba next week, just FYI. Okay, cool. I'll come with. <laughs> Actually, so, no, not Cuba. <laughs> I know. I don't know why Cuba came to my head. That's the first thing it came. Let's go like Jamaica or something. Okay. Um, so some of the advice that the book gives you to kind of get yourself out of burnout, which is the first one is interesting because that's something we've lacked so much of, which is human connection. Mm-hmm. So it says that like in the book, it talks about how social connection is a form of nourishment, how humans are social beings and... We can't function without that social connection. Like, we need that. And yes, I think that helps a lot because when I'm also burned out sometimes, like, having that one friend hangout helps take me out of it sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Totally. But again, it's that balance of, like, needing to get away from people and needing to be around people. So, So, like, social connection, I feel like it's become so hard to do over the last couple years that... It's almost like, um, I don't know what the word is, but in one way, we're not used to it. So we're kind of like, oh, I have my social batteries like so low now. I can't socialize. But it's because we're not, we haven't been like exposed to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's finally. Like when, when we're used to like going into work every day and like chit-chatting with someone on the way in and then chatting with the barista when we get a coffee and then mm-hmm. chatting with someone we might see on the subway. It's like all those small little interactions like build our capacity for it. But like when our only interaction is like one or two Zoom meetings for work a day that are an hour long at most, it's like, and you don't really have to put pants on and you're not really in, it's not the same, like it's not the same. Our capacity is so low. And I also think like that's going to hurt us in the long run. It is. And I feel bad for the people who are like getting out of like, I feel like because we've had that like work life before this so we we know we're missing mm-hmm. some people don't hurt their first time in a new job like we have some new people in our company who this is their first office quotation mark mm-hmm. job and it's like so like I couldn't I couldn't do it like I know my own way of communicating like I need to be there see people learn physically like it's hard even just to understand like the culture of the workplace mm-hmm. it re- kind of requires you to have been in person at some point yeah exactly there's one really interesting line from this book that kind of talks about how you're saying like you need to be social but not social so it says people say you should be able to complete yourself com- people say you should be able to be complete without without your person 
feeling the desire. I said this really badly. (laughs) Can we try this again? Yeah, go for it. So there's this quote in this book that kind of touches on what we just discussed, which is saying that people say you should be able to feel complete without your person, which fuels the desire for independence and feminist movements. Yet no one is actually complete without other people. Yes, like I I 100% agree with this. Like I'm Mm -hmm. a huge like companion type person and I really like doing things with people and so I like I can I can relate to the side of like okay don't get trapped in the sense of like once I find my soulmate that's my person and I'm not complete without them that's Mm -hmm. an unhealthy mindset I think in terms of being codependent to a fault but there is something to be said about like having shared experience with people yeah. like whether it's friends family partner like there's a lot in life that you can take in on an individual level but I think things get really amplified when you share them with people yeah I think that's kind of something I'm seeing as I get older as well like I've been that independent woman for so long <laughs> that sounds like so stupid to say but and now I'm seeing like, oh, I, I'm great, I'm happy, but I'm definitely missing out on experiences that I could have with that shared person, that shared human connection. It's like, of course, you can do things alone, right? You could go to the museum yeah. alone, you could go for dinner alone, you go to the movies alone. And like, sometimes that's what you need. Or yeah. sometimes it's just like, who cares? I'm going to do it alone. Like, I'm not going to make it a big deal. But imagine like, to me, it Always sounds depressing, like for the rest of my life. To do those things alone. <laughs> I'm a funny story. So last two weeks ago, I went to TIFF movie. I had plans to go with a friend, but she couldn't make it last minute. So I was like, shit, like I paid $30 for this ticket. I'm going to have to go alone. And I've always like wanted to go to the movies alone. So I'm like, oh, I have to do that. I don't know why it's a big deal, but I was like, this is a... It does feel like a big deal, though. It was though. a big deal to me. So I was like, must be my coworker being like, this is because we're joking about how I was going to the movies alone. I was like... I said, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, this is the first day of the rest of my 30s going to movies alone. <laughs> and he was like, but actually, I'm like, this is so sad. And I was like, going there. It like, doesn't have to be that way. I, I know, but I like dressed up in a cute outfit for who knows what reason, because I was wearing a mask the whole time. And I like went to it alone. It was great. But like, I remember I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life though. But like, now I'm actually like excited to go see movies now without having to make plans. Because I usually try to make plans and I'm like, not everyone wants to see the same movie you true, want to see. True. So I can do them alone now, but I remember just like that moment was like, wow, this is like a foreshadow of my 30s. I'm like, I don't know if I like this or <laughs> like low key I, freaking out. And I cried the whole time in the movie. I had no one to talk to after because I was like, cried of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really sad movie. And I cried like half the time and I was alone, no one to like share the emotion with, no one to talk about it after. I just like talked about it to myself and it was very like this big experience. And I was like, side note about like (laughs) movies and like going with people and like movie dates okay what are your thoughts on going to a movie on a date because i feel like you can't talk through it you can only talk after it it depends on the movie if it's a movie that's like something you want to talk about after then i think it's a great like i love watching films and talking about it but if it's like a whatever your whatever kind of comedy like i know just watch just watch it on netflix alone i don't know and, like, I, I'm, like, pretty particular with, like, movies I watch, I feel. So, like, I'm kind of with you if, like, maybe I'll go to a movie alone when some people don't want to see it and I do. Yeah. But also, like, maybe I'll just, like, rent it and watch it at home. It's so much different. I've been to the movies in so long and going to TIFF was, like... The movies are fun. It was it's a, a beautiful, different vibe. It was a beautiful night. I Like, <laughs> I was alone, but it was a beautiful evening. Like, so many emotions happened that evening. I cried so much. 
I like felt so much in that Maybe movie. you wouldn't have cried if you were with someone. I would have at least cried and like had someone comfort me. I, I And I also never cry in movies. No, you don't. And I cried. And I was like, no one's here to witness that I'm actually bawling my eyes out. Mooks does alone though. <laughs> That's why I was crying. Kidding. Um, there, there's actually a perfect quote to sum up this conversation from the okay. book. It says, you need connection and autonomy simultaneously. Mm, yeah. So you need to be your own person, but do that in connection with other people. And I think that takes a long time to kind of figure out. I think when you're in, especially when you're in the early stages of like a relationship, it's, you're, it's not easy to navigate that until you've really gotten to know that person. Then you can kind of find your autonomy with that person by the beginning. At the beginning, you kind of want to do everything with them. It's still like, it is tough. Like it's also tough navigating like, it, are these my emotions that I'm taking on? Or are these, like, my partner's emotions that I'm taking yeah. on? And how do I separate the two without it feeling weird? Yeah. One of the things that I'm, like, learning right to do right now is to just be okay with the fact that life is never going to be steady in whatever way you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It's always going to throw you curveballs and to expect it not to is doing a disservice to yourself. Yeah. Wow. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. There's that one quote that I think I shared with you and it was like, life is amazing. Then it's awful. Then it's amazing again. Yeah. Then it's awful again. Then it's beautiful. Then it's sad. But that's all that, like, I'm not quoting it word for word, but that's all that life is. And mm-hmm. that's, that is really the most true quote I've ever heard in ever because say in life but I said life like six times but like it's just it is like one week it's amazing the next week you're like fuck this the next week you're like oh okay it's okay then you're like wow I'm on a high then you're on a low and then and that is what life is mm-hmm. and I think it takes a long time to realize that and like it takes a lot of mental work to also realize that and be okay with it but it will help you in the long run to kind of understand life how it is. Cause I see people who just kind of navigate it and they kind of like roll with the waves. We have to learn how to swim with the waves. You yeah. can't just like sink and swim all the time. Like you have to kind of learn how to you move with tread them. water. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. You can't just like rise when the tide is high and then and drop when it's low. Yeah. You, I mean, you can, I do, but we all have, but it's not the healthy. It's definitely not healthy. Like I've been there, done that. It's, mm-hmm. You have to, yeah, learn to ride those waves. Yeah. And let them be low and be okay with it being low. And not trying to fix things all the time when they're low and just let like life kind of take its course and stop yeah. trying to control things. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is great life advice you're giving. <laughs> Don't be like me. <laughs> Don't be like either of us. That's why we had new therapy. <laughs> um, okay, so to sum this all up, burnout are you okay are you feeling burnt out like i guess to sum it up like on a scale of one to ten like zero is like zero burnout ten is like your whole your head's in the ground where are you like in life right now yeah like this current moment yeah (laughs) sure um okay zero zero i'd say i'm a solid seven oh wow Only because... Wow. <laughs> no, I truly... I find working from home, it doesn't work with, my, work with me. Mm-hmm. It's brought up a lot of issues. Mental, physical, emotional issues. 
So that's made me feel more, I get burnt out a lot easier now that I'm working from home. Whereas when I was at, had a schedule, I was at the office, just like leaving my place and putting myself out there and not. It changes your mindset. Yeah. Like I think that was, it's healthy. Like I need to be doing things, not need to, because I like, again, being alone, but I find like working from home has triggered a lot of stuff, which makes me burned out a lot easier. And I'm trying to, like, I think now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I can't just keep waiting like this. Like, I have to figure out a way to fix this because we're still going to work from home for another year, I think, my office. Like, we're going to try to do, like, weekly office days, but we got rid of our office. So we're mm-hmm. virtual until the pandemic is fully gone and economy's better and we have... I need to figure my shit out with this working from home thing because I think I kind of let it take over a bit mm-hmm. and let myself, like, kind of fall out of rhythm with a lot of things like sleep especially it's been huge like working exercise diet everything so i'm definitely a solid seven not like eight is like app level but i'm I'm getting there hopefully you're not at an eight next time we check (laughs) i i feel you with the work from home stuff like i have to go in once a week to my office and i was kind of dreading it when they told me and i was like oh my god like the thought of getting up early enough to get ready and put on makeup and a real outfit and drive to work and bring a lunch and all these things but now that I've kind of gotten the swing of it I've actually been going like more than once a week for the last few weeks and I don't hate it yeah I'm jealous of you I don't like today I worked at the office and I was there at 8 20 in the morning and was like wow I can't even imagine that yeah I woke up at like 7 30 got ready makeup I was wearing I like technically like a little more casual than I should be I was yeah wearing, like, like no one's jeans and a nice shirt and like yeah I was at my desk I went and grabbed a coffee at like noon yeah and, like I had I've already had one office day to date and I it was the same I was so anxious going into it I was like dreading it like hardcore I like went there late I was like so late too I was like, I don't want to go. I was like, not going to go. And then I went and then I was like, oh, this is really great. Coming back to like, even coming home later mm-hmm. was so nice. Cause I was like, oh, I just got to make dinner, do my thing, go to bed. Yeah. So like sitting around and being like, what do I do from now until dinner time? Like, what's that? You know, Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's like, it changes your routine for sure. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like take... There's something about leaving your house to do something and then coming back and being done doing that thing. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing because you're leaving work at the office, whereas now it's all intertwined. Okay, what about you? What's your level of burnout right now? Um, it's like a five, a four or five. Okay. Yeah, that's good. It's healthy. It like it, it's funny because like if you asked me this like a week ago before I had my therapy session I would have been like twelve, <laughs> but I've also just like stopped. I really got in this bad mindset of being like woe is me and like my life is like not perfect right now and like everything is horrible and everyone's judging me and like everyone's gonna think I don't want my shit together and I just realized like okay like take the advice I give other people like no one has their shit together mm-hmm. everyone goes through shit like you're not immune to that and no one is really paying attention to you because they have their own shit to worry about and if they are who cares if they're your friends they won't judge you and if they do judge you who gives a shit like just kind of letting go of all these expectations yeah. I had for myself and things felt like a lot lighter after that I feel like I was like carrying this heavy weight of like 
fear of judgment, fear of disconnection, Mm. fear that I was being like a messy person. Yeah. But you've just been able to, and that's, I think what, like what you've done is incredible because a lot of people will just like succumb to those feelings. Mm -hmm. They'll just let it overtake them. But when you have that sense of emotional intelligence, you can acknowledge those feelings and then you acknowledge what everyone else is probably not giving two shits about you. So you don't need to let the two mesh together and you envision people thinking certain things about you. Like, I know what you mean. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you do something and you're like, oh my God. Like, everyone's going to think this. It's like, no one gets shit. Like, or like, who cares? And if, if they do think it, who cares? I know what you mean. Like, yeah. how many times have we like been like, oh, that was kind of interesting that our one friend did, did this or said this and then you just move the fuck on. Like, yeah, you like talk about it, but that's because we talk about that's how Everything. life works. You talk about things. Yeah. But it's not like you're like, oh, like they said something kind of weird at dinner. Like probably not going to see them again. Like, yeah, exactly. Like there's times where people said things I'm like, oh, that was kind of weird. But like, I'm there's still my friend. Like it doesn't mean anything. I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. No. Another thing is like, which I've also realized, I don't know if it's off topic, but like not everyone is perfect and has their shit together. So you can love someone so much, but they can still piss you off so much and yeah. that's normal because <laughs> you're like yep but like I think you've always thought of people you love as being this like perfect like I think I've always thought my parents as like oh that was a big lesson for me when I learned that yeah. they're like this idealistic they're perfect they're not even, I knew they weren't perfect but like I think like generally I, they're right and they know what's going exactly. on exactly and now I've realized and we've we talked about this a lot because I've been going through shit with my parents I'm like they have flaws and their flaws are real flaws. They're not just like what I think are flaws. Like they're actual real flaws that humanity will agree are flaws. <laughs> the general consensus of this. And that's okay because I still love them, but they still are not always right. Mm-hmm. Their opinion is not always the right opinion. And you can have a different opinion than they do. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're right wrong. or they're wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I think as you get older, you start to realize your parents are not perfect. <laughs> And it's a big, I know, like, you, your parents aren't, like, your big part of your life, but, like, for me, like, I've always just, like, leaned on them for, like, advice, and I'm kind of, like, they can't always give me the advice I want. I totally understand. I totally you're, like, understand. you're, like, living at home, so you're probably, like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's also interesting, like, seeing people's um, communication patterns play out, like, watching like thinking oh like my parents are still together and they love each other and things are really great so like their relationship must be like a model relationship and then I see like kind of communication patterns that I'm just like hmm yeah like I definitely do those things too but like didn't think after like 30 odd some years of marriage like you those get that things, shit figured out <laughs> and it's like okay you know what like first of all I also think that generation needs therapy more than any generation <laughs> can we like scream that to the like the fucking world because they need so much therapy and education on like so many things yeah like oh immigrants too like god my parents are immigrants it's like just like take them back 30 years past your parents probably like your parents I feel like are more into the groove of things mine are just they're lost causes yeah they it's, have these ideals I'm just like that doesn't exist anymore it's been gone and dead for 30 years or it's like I don't know if you noticed this but like you know what this is human nature so like obviously it's not weird for like my parents or anyone I know to do it but they like um what's the word they like put their own issues on you like yeah. um yeah 
like in like they have a thought about they're something. like reflecting and yeah. like they're sour about something in their life or about them and they like want to talk to you about that part of you because like i don't know if it makes them feel better like <laughs> yeah. they're like putting their shit on you and you're and that's why you know your parents aren't perfect humans because but for how long would we might just think like oh yeah you know what maybe i, have an I issue. am yeah 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 it's I feel like we're getting like a little, it's just, it is part of burnouts. I think your parents are a big thing to do with burnout <laughs> because your relationships They can model come. emotional well-being or whatever. Yeah. Maybe lack of well-being, depending on how well your parents model that behavior. Yeah. And I think as you get older, you need to like have those, you need to know they're not always right. No. <laughs> and you can't always let them take, because I'm definitely a victim to like laying their ideals take over how I think about myself and I'm like All, a lot of us have been there yeah and yeah. I'm like oh but like that's not like we're in the 21st century that's not a thing another thing I just thought of that I'll <laughs> share before we end off the episode is something I'm working on too is not shying away from discomfort or like hard conversations like mm-hmm. in order to think that those issues will just kind of take care of themselves like yeah it actually helps me to become less burnt out if I just talk about yeah the issue at hand instead of just like pretending that it's not there one thing my dad's taught me and ingrained in my head is i'm talking about my parents but communication is key you gotta communicate if you don't it just communication is key but there's there's different levels of communication yeah talking about logistical parts of life like when are we going what time are you picking us up what are you bringing then there's also saying like okay what you said like made me feel this way without avoiding that Exactly. You have to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. to be comfortable. That's the fact of life. Yeah. Uncom. Yeah. Life is uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Let's bring this home. We'll bring this home because burnouts uh, could go on forever. So before we end off the episode, we're going to do our usual rapid fire, but we're going to change it up because we're not going to talk about the depressing burnout rapid <laughs> fire. <laughs> we're going to talk about. We're just going to ask each other like questions about. The summer. Oh no. Yeah. Sarah's gonna lead it because she's good at this stuff. Well, I feel like we haven't we haven't had a new episode in like two and a half months. So here's like and this will be like an update on what we did and fun things we we had fun times this summer, whatever. But also rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, best memory of this summer. Oh, why did you start so hard? Sorry. It's <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. Uh. Or a, a good memory that you had this summer. It doesn't have to be best. Okay, my birthday. That's, like, so, like, okay. full of myself. But, like, we were, like, at the... It was just fun because it was the first time I saw all of us at the park. We were, like... I got really drunk, but, like, we're all <laughs> drinking. And it was great. We had balloons. It's fun. <laughs> Will you? Mine is... Um, that girl... Well, not the best, but one of the good times. We went out and had, like, this girls' night where, like... All of my best girlfriends yeah, got together, yeah. and we like had this pre-drink, and we went out. Night. It was a really, really fun time. Yeah, that was like that was a good. That was a that was like the perfect. If I could think of a perfect girls' night, that was it. Yeah, it was. And we needed it so badly. And it it kind of kicked so off. Funny. It kind of kicked off summer too. I think it kicked off the it good did. vibes. It did. Yeah, I actually, yeah, that's a good one. Favorite restaurant or patio of the summer? Um, I'm actually gonna say one of the best food i've had the some of the best food i've had in a long time was last weekend when we went oh, to that yeah. pizza place that was really good and i mean we've been to a few patios but i was kind of disappointed by a, a few of them in terms of like the food was good but it wasn't like 
mm-hmm. amazing or like the portions were small and it was expensive and yeah like maybe you wouldn't go back but that was good also the brunch at Aretta is really good too yeah that was good yeah those are good ones what about you um I feel like Canada we had really great patios like every patio we went to was a good vibe we went to restaurant like did we eat well, the, so Broadview. Was oh, the Broadview? food was good there. Yeah. Broadview was my probably my top. Did we, we ate there on Canada Day. We ate there, Before yeah. we went to Chivo. We, so that night just didn't end. Yeah. <laughs> so many patios. We went, like, stacked. The Drake. The Drake was really... That was a good patio. We just drank, but yeah. it was a good vibe. No one was there. Let's go back to the Broadview soon. Yeah. I love the Broadview. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, your go-to outfit this summer... Ooh, okay. So like ripped boy, like ripped mom jeans, and some kind of some basic, some kind of like crop top or like with uh, a linen shirt over, linen or a jean jacket. Okay, (laughs) one of the two. (laughs) Like a cute like boost, not boosty, but like shows my boobs. But then I wear a jean jacket or linen shirt over top myself to like. So like what you wore on the weekend when we went to dinner. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. You. Um, mine would be this black dress. Oh, I was say, actually, that black dress I wore so many times. Like, you buy something and you're like, oh, I really like this. Like, I don't care the price, whatever. So yeah. I bought this dress from Anthropology in like May, and it was it's just like a cotton dress, but it's really really cute and nice. And it was like over a hundred dollars, but I was like, oh, I don't care. Was it care. over a hundred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't even care. I wore that like, tits. And me and Leanna both had it. And I swear to God, we'd have to text each other before every social yeah. thing because we would end up both showing up in it. It's so comfy. It's a so feel, flattering. feel good dress. Like you look, you feel pretty in it. You feel flirty. It's you like feel feminine. Fun, but like, but it's so black, comfy. So comfy. Hides the bloat. And because it's black, it like, it's a cotton dress, but like it looks fancier because it's black. Like mm-hmm. if it was another color, it wouldn't look as nice. But you could dress it down in like sneakers and jean jacket, which yes. we did many times. Yeah. So that was yeah. probably my go-to. I think I wore that dress like twenty times. Same. I got my wear my worth money's worth money's worth. That's what I'm I know. Say. I'm gonna forever go back to anthropology now for summer dresses because I know it's worth it. Yes, or like free people, but they're same company. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go to um, TV show of the summer. None. I don't watch any TV. Really? No. <laughs> wow. Wait. I guess this is what you I get did, for living alone. I hardly watch any TV. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't even think of a show. I just started watching Nine Perfect Strangers in Riverdale again. But, like, for the last two months, I didn't watch TV. Oh, that's good. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean... You're like, shit. Yeah, it's so good. Good for you. Yeah. Not me either. I mean, so many. Um, if I had to pick one TV show, there was a new season of Modern Love that came out. My therapist told me to watch that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it makes you sad about being single and also sad about being in a relationship because you're like, wow, there's so many better things out there. It's a really good depiction of love. And I love the first season. I think the first season came out like last year. One, one episode, which I constantly think about is with Kit Harrington, the guy from mm. Game of Thrones. And man, that is a love story I need to have happen to my life. Wait till you watch it. It's just like the most perfect story ever. So that was a highlight. Oh, I guess I watched... I haven't watched that show. Um, I guess I watched Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's been a highlight. And Bachelor at was on, wasn't it, this summer? It wasn't that good, though. Yeah, that wasn't... That wasn't I wouldn't put that as the best show I've ever yeah. watched. No, Bottom Love was probably top one. One of the top ones I'm for me. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna I, have, watch that. I have many. 
go-to makeup product that you use this summer? Ooh, I feel like I'm being such an influence right now, but Picanti by Alana Rama. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that seriously. Um, so there's... I oh, have it. <laughs> I know. Alana Rama is like... Alana Davison, right? Or I don't it's know. Alana Rama. I don't know. Her YouTube is Alana Rama. Yeah, you're right. But her name is Alana Davidson. Yeah. So she had this... She did some collab with like Nude Sticks, this color called Picanti, which is like a spicy orange reddish mm-hmm. i think i wore that like almost every day of the summer i it's so sad because i put it on the other day and i was like i'm not feeling it because it's almost fall but it's very much a summer color yeah it's it's like a very bright vibrant bright blush. yeah and i love it it was my summer go-to what about you um mine is just like blush in general like mm-hmm. there's a few i really like one of them is the nude sticks like something sugar and spice or something okay, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's like a very deep berry oh, color not, naughty and spice yeah i don't know one of yeah. them and um another one is like i don't know i just have so many random blushes i have like a rare beauty blush that's really good like a liquid one mm-hmm. but like extremely pigmented watch they're very, out i find they're very the rare beauty is like i put a small Almost amount on pigmented. like shit that's a lot yeah i agree i like the nude stick is not as pigmented so you kind of need to build it up whereas rare beauty it's like oh it's too much yeah basically blush yeah blush and highlighter i think i really went with the glow this summer mm-hmm. Um, okay. What are you excited about for fall? Halloween. <laughs> I'm so excited. Give us an idea. Costumes. Oh, I already know. Should I say it? I no, already... no, no. We'll do an episode. We'll do an episode. <laughs> Save it. I've already done this costume before, but now I'm like very, I'm going to order the legit stuff from Amazon. So I'm going to be okay. like a better version of the costume. You better order cost... it soon. I know. I'm going to order. I already checked the dates. I'm good. It's kind of expensive, but I'll reuse it. Do it. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw a party, my first party at this place. I mean, not even a party. There's going to be like 10 of us, 12, 15 max. But like, I haven't had a housewarming yet, so I'm really excited for Halloween. It's a month away, but I'm already like thinking about it. I'm excited for Halloween too. I love Halloween. Like, it's my favorite, favorite. I just love just, and we didn't do Halloween last year. I dressed up because my mom's birthday is like the day oh, before. Oh, right, right, right. So for her birthday dinner, we all dressed up, which was kind of fun, but we didn't really do Halloween. Yeah. No, we're doing like a real Halloween this year. I can't wait. I know. It's going to be like, wild. I don't know what I'm going to be. I have so many <laughs> things to think about. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm excited. Like, it was just like a millennial answer, like for the fall vibes. <laughs> like, what are the fall vibes? Like, just, like, the crisp air, like, going up. Okay, so the this clean is... clean air. This is, like... The clean air is nice. Yeah, the, the clean air, the, like, not sweating, the, like, yeah. nice to go grab, like, a hot coffee or, like, a latte. Just, like, the nights where it feels nice to be, like, cozy and stay in and watch but movies. Warm. But warm. And, like, me and some of my other friends always go to Collingwood in the fall. So, like, we go to, like, a pumpkin patch. We get, like, candy apples. We, like, just do, like, fall things. And so I'm excited to, like, do that and, like, watch, like, Halloween Town and a bunch of movies. Yeah, I can't wait for scary movies to come out. I'm like, There's a new one coming out. Which one? From, like, the director of, like, Hereditary or something like that. Oh, it, okay. It might have been around TIFF, actually. So it might The one out. I told you about last night in Soho? No, it's not the same director. I don't know if it's that one or not. I don't yeah. remember the name. No, it's different, different. 
I, yeah, no, like scary movies, fall vibes. I saw this funny thing on Instagram. It was like, hot girl summer, get ready for goth girl fall. And I was like, that is kind of a vibe, but like in a funny way. But like, we all kind of turn into a little bit of goth. Like, we want like the dark neutral colors, the. Yeah. yeah. I know, I'm, I'm more of a goth girl. Like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Halloween horror movies. I'm like Christian girl autumn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like shit on myself. Watch a scary movie alone at night and not be able to sleep. I did that later the day. I watched a scary movie and I was like, why did I do this to myself? Uh, yeah, I yeah. Got I'm excited for all the things. I was gonna be Wednesday Adams this year, but then my hair's not long enough to braid, so I was like, not gonna work. You could get a wig. I thought about it. It's a lot of work. Well, my <laughs> friends, that is the end. That's it. We will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.